0: Hello and welcome to the debrief after Aberdeen nil. 0- oh wait, sorry, no. Uh, hello and welcome to the debrief uh, on transfer deadline day evening. Uh, yeah, um, against our better judgments, against any of our judgments, quite frankly, um, we are just bringing you our thoughts on what's happened tonight because it's been an unusually busy. Transfer deadline day for the Dons, and well, what we've done, Martin. Um, we knew that obviously would be some movement after Sam Cosgrove left on uh, on Sunday for two million or thereabouts. But um, we've complete completely revamped the front line, and you can't say it wasn't needed.
1: Yeah, it was. It was absolutely one hundred percent needed. You know, we were um, we were clearly looking short. Um, you know, with Bruce Anderson was the only fit striker. Um, available um, and the manager clearly has got, you know, the, the strikers who were left after Cosgrove had gone. Um, the, the manager's obviously not got much faith in them, um, and we've seen a complete switch um, to a brand new front line.
0: Well, obviously, the the, the first thing to mention is they all loans, and yeah. you know, from my point of view, it has to be a balancing act between. This is not a great window to do business in. January, traditionally, is not a great window to do business in. You know, if you want to prize someone who is playing and uh, at a club, you normally have to pay top dollar for them. We're not in a position to do that. Uh, And this coming summer, I think it it threatens to be a a summer that it's very much a a buyer's market and filled with bargains. But the flip side to that is the prize for finishing third, making it at least third, at least top three, is bigger than it has been for about 15 years in Scottish football. And we've got to make sure that we we at least finish in the top three this season. And it is a big risk bringing in three guys who are completely lacking in game time this season. Um, I mean, looking at the numbers, Callum Henry's had five minutes in January, and, and that's the best of them, quite frankly. Hornby hasn't played since September. In Canberra since uh, since early no uh, early December, so it, it's not great from that point of view. If you're looking for these guys to hit the hit the ground running, well, if they do, brilliant. But uh, but I wouldn't be expecting it.
1: Um, no, no, I probably wouldn't expect it. I mean, in the history of Aberdeen Football Club, has there ever been a bigger throw of the dice? Um, <laughs> you'd probably be struggling to name name it. Um, you know, like you say the, the third pl- third place at a minimum is vital um, for, get the, for getting funds and funds in from next season for obviously for the European football um, so the manager has clearly identified people he thinks he can get a tune out of um, you know Hornby you know is obviously um, he's familiar with uh, Ferguson McCrory and Conor McLennan. Um, and I think that that, that, that we've, we've, it's been said that that's played a part in why he wanted to come here. Um, so so brilliant, you know. Um, what I've seen, no, I've not seen a hell of a lot of the under twenty ones, but what I have seen, he looks very capable. Uh, again, raw ta- raw talent, much in the way that I think Connor McClendon is still raw talent. Uh, but there's, I think there is still plenty to be gotten out of him. Um, but yeah, Callum Hendry is a is a kind of curious one, um, like you say. You know, we've. We're going to hear a lot over the next few days about how little football he's played, and you know, you look at his stats. He's mainly been on the bench, or he's a lot. A few times he's not even made the squad. Um, so that is a strange one. But I suppose the manager looks at him and thinks that there's a player in there that he can he can get something out of him. Um, and you know, with what's at stake, um, it's vital that you know, one of those guys um, come, can come into the team and start contributing goals really quickly.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the point about Henry would be that, um, you know, we did something similar with Cosgrove on the fringes of the, the Carlisle yeah. team. But, you know, fortunately, unlike Cosgrove, who was a project and we were clearly going to see if we could develop over a reasonable length of time, we do need at least one of these guys to hit the ground running. Um, but, I mean, I quite like the Hornby signing. Um you know, people pointing to his lack of game time and lack of goals, but you know, breaking into the Everton side was always going to be difficult. I think the interesting thing about the move is it's a really intriguing move of where he went. You know, he didn't just go down the leagues in England. Leeds have obviously scouted him uh, and looked to bring in a young player who who they because they're a club that wants you know to bring players in and sell them on again. That's their model. They believe that they can they can develop him and um, get you know get the rewards down the line for him. It was no surprise, but I think it was quite noticeable that uh, Reams and their statement said that there was no option to buy. I knew from our point there would never be for a guy that they spent 1.8 million on a few months ago. That that would never be an option. But from them making that public, making that clear, you know, they're saying we do still believe in this guy, uh, which is fair enough. And again, breaking into that team, a team who have uh, who are holding their own in League One, is. Um, is again a different different level, a different kettle of fish from, from what he's here. I don't think the fact that he's struggled to get into either of those teams should should necessarily tell you anything about how you might succeed or fail at Aberdeen. And the link with Scotland under twenty one is an interesting one. Um and I you know, I think I think there are reasons to be optimistic about Hornby. Canberra, again, it was a little bit like the um A little bit like the link with, and his name now escapes me, Uh, you can help me here, Martin, the guy at uh, Brophy. Brophy, a little bit like that. I always thought when we (laughs) faced Canberry, I was always, I always thought he had the capability to damage us. Now, I think with Canberry, the issue there certainly, towards the end at Hibbs, was one of attitude and obviously a big fallout with Neil Lennon. So, you know, I think he's. He's certainly got the talent, he's certainly got the ability to do well in this division. We've seen that, but in my question mark there is about temperament and it's about attitude.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, I think he's been brought in because the manager's obviously found some, saw somebody who's available that is familiar with the league and who has has been has been decent in the past. Um, and no, yeah, we've, you know, we've said on previous episodes when we were in you know, a previewing games or reviewing games against Hibs, that he's one of the guys who was who was going to be the danger um coming up against Aberdeen. And so um it's a very it's a very Derek McInnes esque thing to do that somebody who's been tricky and you've you've maybe had problems against before that and if he's available <laughs> you can bring him in. Yeah. Um you know as we've saw as we saw a certain person have it's the only good game he ever had in Scotland was against Aberdeen. Um, and now he's leaving Aberdeen in this transfer window.
0: Well quite, let's talk about Curtis Mayne um, I mean it just those rumours just really started today that he, he might be off and I was surprised to just see that tweet come out from the club about an hour ago that um, he was being let go and immediately um, Shrewsbury have uh, picked up the rest of his, uh, certainly the rest of his deal I don't know if they give him another another year but there was a signing that, that for all his hard work and he was a willing worker, it, it just it just wasn't really happening, he would he did score some goals for us. I think it was seven in total, but it never looked like an actual fit into this team.
1: No, it didn't look. I've said this before, and I know I'll be repeating and I don't think I'll ever change my mind on this. Kurtzman was, you know, on the strength of that one game, I think was what he was, what he was. People rated him on. Um, he's a guy who's brought, in. it was never good enough to be to be a starter for Aberdeen. And um, despite the fact that he worked hard and he got a couple of goals here and there, um, it was. It was just the wrong the wrong signing at the completely wrong time. Um, but, and, you know, isn't there a point the that
0: you don't you know you're not always buying guys to actually start though. You want guys granted who are going to come in and do a job if they have to fill in. But you know, we've played basically with one up top for as long as Derek McInnes has been here, and even in this new formation, it's still basically one striker. You know, the number one striker when Curtis Main was signed was Sam Cosgrove, so. It's difficult isn't it surely to get someone who's going to come in and not agree to be second choice striker but someone that's going to come in at that level and you know be prepared to work hard and push to try and get into that team.
1: I suppose that's fair enough. I mean he's you no know, I think they probably realized when he was when he came in he was probably going to be second choice. I mean I it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he was kind of you know, it was implied that you're here to challenge. You no know, Sam's the guy uh, and you've got attracted you know, the team and you know <laughs> I mean, I'll give him credit because you know we've said he work, he does, he does work hard, and he does put it about. Um, it just was, you know, the, abil- the ability for me is was it was never there. And that's a thing where I think that you know there were there are probably better options that Aberdeen could have brought in um, in term rather than him, but you know, you know obviously the, the Aberdeen the manager decided that's who he was wanting to go with. And I don't think it was ever the right fit, um, but you know. It, ha- it happened, and you know, we've seen we've seen him struggle. Uh, we've not just seen him struggle; we've seen Sam Cosgrove struggle. So it's maybe I'm being very harsh on him because you no, know, it's not like you no know, the other strikers were setting the header alight while he was just sort of sitting there struggling. Everybody else did so.
0: And I fear tonight might uh, finally call time on what has been a podcast staple over the past well five years really. Um, Bruce Anderson off to Hamilton. He'll finally presumably get a chance to prove himself week in week out at Premier. Uh, league level, but um I think we're probably calling time on his Aberdeen clear tonight, aren't we
1: uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think so um we're going to pop him in the filing cabinet next to next to kami Smith, I think um you know, I think both of us i think every Aberdeen fan was willing him on um to to just to get a run of games and to to knock to start knocking goals in it just it just didn't happen for him, and you know hopefully i mean hopefully he goes to Hamilton and he goes on a really good run. And he scores some goals but I mean even you know, the the comments in the kind of the club the club statement they release on the website was, that I know um hopefully get the best for Bruce and for Aberdeen um I think that's just a little bit of you know a nice way a nice some nice wording for them because I can't see him you know even if he even if he does you know bang him in down there I can't see Aberdeen then offering him another deal to be honest I think that you know this is probably this will be the end it'll be the just a mutual partner ways.
0: And just finally, um, this I don't, hasn't been announced unless it's been so in the last five minutes as we're recording. Uh, we are tempting fate by recording this before midnight. If, they, if they're if they going to, you know, suddenly spring a fourth signing of the evening on us at this point, then this whole thing is null and void, uh, much like the league season should be. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, skip the Scott Wright deal. Uh, you got what you wanted, basically. You wanted him gone. You wanted him sold. 200,000... Um, is much more than I thought we would get from him at this point. Obviously, what's factored into that is that the money isn't coming this way. It will be a reduced amount of money that uh, is going to Ibrox for Ross McCrory, hundred and fifty thousand instead of three hundred and fifty thousand that we would do him in the summer. Um, my concern here is that we haven't even really looked to replace his position in place in the squad unless you think that Camberry is going to come in and play behind Hornby, which is entirely possible. I, I can see that happening. Um, but and we have also a Ethan Ross, but um, which again is an option because he was getting some limited game time last season before he went out in loan and when uh, Wright was injured. Um, but but are you still happy this was the uh, the right course of action? I do think
1: I do think it's the right thing. Uh, look, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see, Pop. we'll see tomorrow um, what happens in terms of um, Ethan Ross or whoever. I mean, I don't know, did the safe come, there I don't think he'll be... You he can't Camberry make it tomorrow no no, tomorrow, no. no, he can't play tomorrow. So well, we won't see tomorrow then. So we'll see. We'll potentially see on Saturday um, away at Hibs. Um, we'll get a bit of a clearer idea. But I, th- I still think it was the right thing to do. Um, I've seen some... You know, now that McCrory's ours, you know, we can play him when we want to play him. Um, you know, I understand it. You know against them, the other the other game against Rangers this season will probably be a bit of a dead rubber. Um, but we've got you know we've got them potentially you know we might we might come up against them in the cup um, when we win the Scottish Cup or something. So you never no, no, so it's bit, you know you won't have your best players playing. Um, Wright was going to be going, uh, so I think it's probably was the right right, right decision for all of us. It just remains to be seen. Let's say who who do, who does kind of slot into that position. Um, possibly Canberra, you know, We've seen him obviously switch where Hayes was a little bit more central um, at the weekend. Not that, I mean, it was it, it was OK, but it did, didn't really work. Um, so perhaps a shuffle. But yeah, I think, well, probably would be your one you would slot in there. But it'll be interesting to see because the manager's now got a headache of trying to find out. Find he's got three strikers now. He needs to try and fit them into somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, everyone, I suppose, is buoyed up just by the hope of the new right now. Um, I give it a month until we're all mourning about how none of them <laughs> fit the system and they're all crap. But uh, but anyway, uh, that has been Transfer Deadline Day. And uh, it, it's just been exacerbated, hasn't it, by the fact that we're all stuck at home. Nothing else to do but refresh those feeds, check those forums and, and see what was going on. But Vidon's uh, doing some significant business and uh, completely revamping Uh, their forward line um, for the second half of the season Uh, so let's hope they get um, a better outcome from the strikers as they had in the first half. Anyway that's been our take on things uh, this evening thanks to you Martin Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow night as I say after a Livingston game not with a debrief but ideally with a if all goes to plan uh, a full podcast a full regular podcast for you Uh, so until next time Come on you ads.